from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. It is live at 5, so you know what time it is. That's right, Live from America, here from the Live Freer Diet state of New Hampshire. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and what a ride it has been. Ladies and gentlemen, what a weekend it was. We're here on Monday. We did our morning show successfully, and here we are about ready to do our evening show uh, just as successfully because of all of you. Remember, we are united by the gospel and we are united in fellowship above all else. So we're going to give some live shout outs to those who are watching on YouTube and those who are watching on the uh, the website and for those who listen to the podcast and for everybody who watches later, uh, make sure you click that like button, just click that little thumbs up button down there, copy the link and send it to five of your friends. What we really need to do is get our family, our friends, our P- our, um, our our church involved, everybody that we know, we need to get them hooked on live from America. So let's give our live shout outs real quick to Jessica M. She says, hey y'all, Vicki Bartone from Minnesota. How are you, Vicki? Thanks for joining in tonight. Frankie Peliquin, how you doing? Says, happy Monday. Renee Cook, Sandy Peckley, Pelkey, I'm sorry, from Michigan. Vicki Hartz from Pennsylvania. Kathleen Olson is tuning in tonight on YouTube from Wisconsin. We have Jana Bellin, good to see you. Julie Sim, it's been a while since I've seen Julie. How you doing from New Hampshire? Thanks for joining in, fellow New Hampshireite in the building. We got Kay, uh, let's see if I say this, Kay Chappett from Illinois. Marshall Carnell, good to see you. Stella Hastings, great to see you. Thank you very much. Patricia Fatoni from, uh, she says, Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Almost Heaven. West Virginia. I love that song. Uh, We got um, Jody Braga from Florida. Let's see. Let's scroll down to the bottom here. Kayla Miller from Ohio is joining in on on, um, YouTube. Kevin Wilson from Michigan in the house. He says, JJ Williams from Fort Worth. And uh, Lisa Bailey says, O-H-I-O. Ohio is in the building. Pamela Pence from Ohio. And Terry Hopp from uh, well, it doesn't say we're from. She just says, yay, Jeremy. <laughs> so if you guys could do me a favor, again, uh, like the video, share that video out. I do want to give some special shout-outs here. I did end up getting a bunch of stuff in the mail after the 11 o'clock show. So first of all, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Atlantis Pool and Spa in North Glen, Colorado. If you're anywhere near North Glen, Colorado, and you need a pool or you need some kind of a uh, uh, a hot tub or something like that, then check out Atlantis Pool and Spa. They gave a, a, a sizable donation today, and I'm truly, truly grateful, you guys, for doing that. And make sure that you send uh, Jer- to Jeremy at JeremyHerald.com all of your business info so I can get it on the business directory that's going to go up on, in April on the website. I'd like to give a shout-out to Susie Geyer, who's a regular emailer, and she sent a donation and a letter today. Thank you, Dennis and Tatiana Sled, for your letter and your donation. All of you who send letters, um, you will get cards back. Trust me on that one. Uh, Maria Adamson, thank you for the... Uh, Maria Adamson sent this this morning. She sent these quilted pads 
for our coffee cups, me and my wife. And she also sent, which I love these, by the way, love handmade quilted stuff. And she also sent a daily declaration of faith for women to my wife. So my wife will be very, very excited to get that. Thank you so, so very much, Mary. And uh, also, I forgot to show you this earlier. This cross is engraved with the Lord's Prayer that we say on every show. So unbelievable gifts, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank um, Barbara Naylor as well, because Barbara is uh, the one who makes the... Uh, um, the never bet against Trump hats and the hip hop Patriot hats on kind embroidery. And, uh, she sent me a, a letter today that I can't wait to see this CD that she sent me as well. Her father was a Korean war veteran and, uh, there was a lot of stuff that she put in there. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. And I'd also like to thank Jeanette Tuma for the package that she sent as well today. You guys are amazing. You're awesome. And I just want to say there's no audience better than the, uh, the live from America audience. There is just no audience better. You guys are action item people. You guys get things done. You send me amazing, wonderful gifts. I don't even have enough room in my studio for all the stuff that's being sent. Uh, I'm going to dedicate an entire wall to stuff that's being sent to me. And, and when I give you guys the full walk around of the studio next week, by the way, you will see uh, all the stuff that I put up. So I can't wait to finally show you the entire studio. Uh, Karen S. says, wouldn't let me share in Messenger. Well, how about that? Facebook being Facebook, that's okay. Try one of your groups or share it on your wall, okay? I'd also like to let you guys know that if you read the scrolling text at the bottom of the uh, video, that there's some, uh, obviously that it talks about, you know, what's what we're talking about today, but it also tells you where you can follow me at on all the social media. It tells you where to um, uh, send any gifts, or if you wanted to send checks rather than PayPal, if you wanted to be a donor of the show, there's also, I finally put the address in the bottom. This is an address to uh, a box that goes to this studio, not directly to my studio door, because I don't need crazy people coming up and trying to kill me for, you know, speaking the truth of God's word. But there is an address where you can send gifts um, and uh, uh, any anything that you want to send. Um, and that is the permanent address from now on. So for all of those who have sent me things before, uh, check out that new address uh, below because that's where they need to go now. If you still send them to the one that you were sending them to, they'll come here too, but a lot of male people really don't know uh, that that's the address for some weird reason. Also, I will start giving away a Bible every week as we did last week. Uh, here on Live from America when I had Pastor Tim on. It seemed like there was a lot of people looking um, for Bibles. And so we will be giving away a Bible every week on Friday to close out the show. Every week, I'll just pick somebody randomly. Um, and, uh, you know, what what greater thing than give away uh, Bibles? Uh, Ema Turner says, scrolling letters at the bottom need to be a little larger. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm working with uh, a lot of different things on the screen, so I had to make it uh, so it would all fit. So I just wanted to give you guys those updates uh, because, you know, Live from America is growing. And as it grows, thanks to you, and you're, because it's completely viewer funded, uh, as the show grows, um, I want to keep you guys involved the entire way. I want to keep you guys informed of what's going on and what's coming next, okay? So let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right to the Lord, right? Ooh, my favorite part of every show, showing thanks 
giving thanks, giving worship, giving honor to our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because without him, none of this is ever possible. And without him, we wouldn't have got that great testimony that we got last week from, from that soldier. Remember Nate? Um, he was talking about, you know, been shot, been stabbed, been drowned, all of this. And uh, he said the Lord's Prayer with us out loud one day when we were broadcasting live from America, and it changed his entire life. That is why I ask you guys to say the Lord's Prayer out loud, because God wants to hear it. It is a blessing to God when we can actually be loud and proud to our God about how much we love him and how much we honor him. So it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Um, so let's do this. March 22nd, year of our Lord, 2021. Here we go. One of the best ways to find strength for your journey is to give me thanks and praise. Thanksgiving and praise lift your perspective from your worries and woes to the glorious treasure you have in me. The more you praise me, the closer to me you will grow. Now that's referencing Psalm 104 and 5 and Psalm 136, 1 through 3. But before I read those to you, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. The more you ought, some people keep, you know, say that they don't know how to talk to God or they don't know how to get in a close relationship with God. And I'm telling you, it's as easy as talking to him throughout the day. I know we talk about this a lot, but if you just try this, just try this for a few days. Talk to God as much as you can possibly talk to him. Thank him as much as you can possibly thank him. When you do anything, just say, hey, hey God, let's talk for a little bit. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be about a, a show that you're watching. It can be about a walk that you're taking. And you, once you start doing this, you start realizing how stress-free your life becomes. You start realizing how positive you become. You start realizing how happy and filled with joy you are. And when you hear just a bird chirping, it sounds completely different than it did the day before. Okay? So, uh, Jeremy, do we have to register tomorrow for the election integrity site? I don't think so. Uh, they didn't say anything about registering. It said just go right to it. So, uh, we got about 1,900 people watching on YouTube and through the website. So, thank you very much. Again, please click that like button and share the video. So, Psalm 104 and 5 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts will praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And then Psalm 136, 1-3 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures endures forever and before you turn out that light tonight intimately align your heart with mine by simply giving thanks that's it that's it it's that simple ladies and gentlemen it's that simple and when you can figure out how to do it and you do it from the heart i can promise you your life changes forever all right okay let's say the lord's prayer together while i get this mop on top of my head Ready? If you Remember, if you can say it loud, say it out loud. Let the neighbors hear it. Let God hear it. But if you can't or if you don't want to, then say it internally so your Holy Spirit can hear it. Okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, I know. Leanne says there's always about three or four trolls in here giving thumbs down. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? It's like, <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, what I want to do is I want to apologize for being a dum-dum. Earlier, I was working off the only information, the, the most update information that I had as it pertained to South Dakota Governor Christy Nome. Now, earlier on the 11 o'clock show, I gave her a dum-dum award. I gave her a dum-dum award because she vetoed the bill that would bar transgender boys from competing in a high school or any school girls' sports because it was unfair. And that was what she promised to do. However, she then vetoed that bill with no explanation at that time. And there was no information coming out as to why she vetoed that bill. Well, I almost put my foot in my mouth because literally after I got done doing the show, there was a statement from Christy Nome on why she vetoed the bill. And I knew there had to be a little bit more to it than that. That's why I was very reluctant to give Christy Nome the Dumb Dumb Award of the day. So I have rescinded that Dumb Dumb Award. I have taken it back out of the bucket because the buckets, as they get full, we know who the real Dumb Dumbs are, okay? And again, I didn't have full, nobody had the information. She vetoed it and didn't tell anybody why. So the whole world was like, why did Christy Nome veto it? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to play a video for you as to why she vetoed it. And it's because she's actually taking it one step further. So I, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, get the Dumb Dumb Award of the day today for giving her a Dumb Dumb Award and not giving her a chance to explain it. So, here we go. Dumb Dumb. Although I'm not going to throw it in the, in the uh, I threw it over the buckets because I'm not going to go into a rhino bucket or a Democrat bucket, Swamp Donkey bucket, okay? <laughs> so I threw it over that. So I'm going to take the Dumb Dumb Award of the day. You know, I'm not, I, if, I, if I make, it wasn't really a mistake because it's all the information we had and we didn't know, but I kind of feel like a Dumb Dumb for questioning the fact that this governor who I met at CPAC uh, would do such a thing, okay? So <clears throat> it wasn't that I was wrong. Uh, Kim, she said, thanks for admitting you're wrong. I wasn't really wrong. Again, I was acting on the inf inf only information that we all had. But I should have, what I sh where I'm the dum-dum, is I should have gave her a little bit more time in order to explain it. So, I'm going to give Christy Nome that opportunity to explain it to you all right now. Here's Christy Nome on why she decided not to veto, or, or, or not to sign that bill, and to veto that bill. And it's actually a lot better now than it would have been if she, if she signed the bill. Okay, here we go. Now, last year at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, uh, my health secretary said to me, Governor, do you want to make decisions that make people feel good or do you want to do good? And I told her that I wanted to do good. I wanted to make decisions that actually created opportunities for people, kept them healthy, but also gave them the chance to be successful. 
It's not enough just to say that only girls should play girls' sports. We need to take action that actually does good. And we need to defend Title IX, the legal framework that gives women the opportunity to succeed and to thrive in sports. For months, really since November, my team and I have been talking to well-respected legal scholars at the national level. We've been trying to figure out how to defend women's sports effectively. We didn't want to just take action that would make us all feel good. We want to take action that would actually do good. And we have to do that in a way that we can actually win. We can win the argument. We can win it in court. We can win it nationwide for all of our girls. That legal victory has to be based on Title IX. And our participation trophy just isn't going to cut it. Let's take action that really gives us the result of protecting women's sports. Now, I want to be very palms up with each and every one of you here today. These legal scholars think that South Dakota's chances of winning a lawsuit against the NCAA are very low. The NCAA is a private association. That means they can do what they want to do. And even though it fundamentally, I fundamentally disagree with them when it comes to this issue, if South Dakota passes a law that's against their policy, they will likely take punitive action against us. That means they could pull their tournaments from the state of South Dakota. They could pull their home games. They could even prevent our athletes from playing in their league. That's their prerogative. So a fight that doesn't truly protect women's sports and doesn't allow women to compete ultimately is going to hurt South Dakota families. And if the NCAA did take action against the state of South Dakota, we could sue them. I know we could do that. But these respected legal scholars inform me that, that we would likely lose at that level facing the court circumstances that we have in front of us. So we could pass a law, then we could get punished, then we could face expensive litigation at taxpayer expense, and then we could lose. We'd have nothing but a participation trophy to, to show for it. Or we could take a different path entirely. So today we're announcing that we're forming a coalition called DefendTitle9Now.com. The coalition will uh, consist of athletes, leaders, and everybody who cares about protecting women's sports. Once we have enough states on board, a coalition brought big enough where the NCAA cannot possibly punish us all, then we can guarantee fairness at the collegiate level. Here's the pledge that I'm asking all the partners in this coalition to sign. The undersigned agree that Title IX needs to be protected and that we commit to working together to keep fairness in women's sports. We believe that only girls should play girls sports. Title IX was passed to protect fairness for women. The federal government should enforce Title IX in a way that protects fairness for women's sports rather than misusing it in a way that undermines fairness. The NCAA and other athletic sanctioning bodies should not take any adverse actions against any state or school that acts to protect fairness for women. That is the pledge that we are asking people as a part of this coalition to sign on to, and we've had many people do so already. We're going to hear from a few of them this morning, and I want to welcome and open it up for Herschel Walker, former NFL football player, to speak with you and share his thoughts today. All right, guys, so there you go. There you have it. She explained it, and she explained it in such a way that even I can understand it. So I have rescinded her Dumb Dumb Award. I've thrown my own Dumb Dumb Award. And for Christy Nome, Governor Christy Nome, as wonderful as she is, she gets 
the only Smarty Award of the day today. I'm going to give it to you and you alone because you are such a wonderful governor to your people. A lot better than my governor, uh, who is a rhino, Chris Sununu. So great job, Christy Nome. Smart move. You don't just want to jump out there and get a participation trophy by signing the bill. You want to make sure that everybody's protected. Do you want to make people feel good? Or do you want to do good? And my opinion is what she just said, what she just explained, is actually doing good. Because had she done what we wanted her to do, what I wanted her to do this morning at 11 o'clock, she would have hurt everybody because the NCAA would have just pulled all of their tournaments from South Dakota, literally hurting everybody. What an amazing, smart governor you guys have in South Dakota. I want to uh, ask God to bless her, uh, uh, bless all the residents of South uh, South Dakota, and uh, and may an armor of God be protected over you, and and may you keep your governor forever and ever and ever. Tammy says you should eat the dum dum. I should, I should eat the dum dum. Although I think it would be pretty hard to do the rest of the show with a dum dum uh, in my mouth. I would like to say too that we were talking about courage is courage, courage is contagious. Deborah, who was on here, uh, put up a comment a while back, probably about I don't know three four minutes ago, where she said she decided to do that and she decided not to wear her mask. And she had a lady come up to her and thank her for exercising her rights and standing up. See that. All it takes is one, ladies and gentlemen. One becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16, and so on and so forth. And as you can see, I was using regular math, not white supremacy math, and not common core math. Duh. (laughs) So what an amazing governor. I just can't get over how great she is, and I wish we had her right here. Moving on to some some not so good news. After that debacle of a summit in Alaska between resident Biden's USA and the CCP, Chinese uh, communist government, um, Russia has now planned to go and meet with China on China's soil. And what is their topic of discussion going to be? Hmm, let me guess. It's going to be how they can work together against the United States of America after what they've seen in Alaska. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why this administration is so weak and why they're hurting us so bad because it's not about us so much as it is about the rest of the world and our adversaries out there who hate us so much who want to bring America to her knees and they see a chance they see an opportunity here with a weak feeble feckle old man and a and 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 a woman who will take over for him who has zero intelligence who nobody wanted from the right left or center, and who probably is the most socialist, if not the most communist, politician that we ever had sitting in the U.S. Senate. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the scary part. The adversaries and the way they see this country. So Russia and China are now going to work together in order to bring America to her knees. You just watch. Watch what happens. It won't work. It won't work because we, we're a blessed nation and we have, we have far more... Um, Let's just say there's far more behind the curtain than the adversaries think. This American spirit, this American grit still exists. It's just, mm, when are we going to show it? And if, if, uh, if, uh, if it gets too iffy, Americans will show it. Trust that. It's just, we haven't shown it in a long time. But again, it's because of that weak showing that they had in Alaska. Biden's administration and the people that he sent. 
bunch of weak, crybaby, whining, uh, soy boys, beta males, whatever you want to call them. They weren't strong. And now you're going to see the outcome of how uh, weak they actually were. So, uh, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to give another Dumb Dumb Award. But guess who this Dumb Dumb Award is going to go to? It's going to go to CNN, MSNBC, and Facebook. Because they thought, they actually thought that their draconian totalitarian ruling way, the way they do business is to basically censor you, shut you up, lie to you and tell you things that aren't real and make you believe them and then socially engineer you into doing the things that they want you to do. Well, how's that working out for you, CNN? In the last five weeks, CNN has lost 45% of their viewers. In the last five weeks, MSNBC, or as Trump calls them, MSDNC, has lost 26% of their viewers. But that pales in comparison to how many people Facebook has lost in the last three and a half months. In the last three and a half months, Facebook has lost a combined... uh, Almost 3 trillion people. 1.5 um, billion. I'm sorry, not trillion. Billion. I sound like Biden there. True. Billion. Almost 3 billion people, ladies and gentlemen. 1.6 fake accounts. So we won't really say they lost those. We won't say they lost those because those were fake accounts. But they've lost 1.5 billion members. That means 1.5 billion members have gotten sick of Facebook and have went elsewhere to do other social media platforms, I guess. I don't know. But we won't we won't say 3 billion because the 1.6 billion were fake accounts. But definitely 1.5 billion people have left Facebook in the last three and a half months. And because they thought they could rule us like that and censor us like that with no repercussions, well... And I'm throwing them in the swamp donkey bucket because that's what they are. They're not rhinos. They're swamp donkeys. How's it feel, Facebook? Let me ask you, how's it feel? Now, I know you're still raking in billions of dollars and you still think you're the strongest people out there. But what happens over time is you're going to be, well, you're going to be MySpace. Exactly what you did to MySpace is going to happen to you. Except when MySpace got trampled by you, there was only like one other social media platform. Now... There are a dozen, and Trump's coming out with a new one, Mike Lindell's coming out with a new one, Parler exists, Freedom Fan exists, Telegram exists, Clout Hub exists, Gab exists, there are so many others, MeWe, which, eh, there are so many others that exist that it isn't just going to be, well, we like it here, but we don't really want to go to that one other one that exists. You will be the new MySpace before long, and I can't wait for that day, I cannot wait for that day. Let's give him another sound, huh? <laughs> I love that sound. I really do. Oh. Okay. Moving on. Biden is supposed to hold resident corn pop and his hairy legs. They're supposed to hold, I don't know how much hair he has on his legs, I think he sheared them all off when he tripped on those stairs the other day, but Biden is supposed to hold his first press conference this Thursday, okay? All right, where do we begin with this? Let's break this down. Biden to hold his first press conference. Okay, first of all, it's going to be as rigged as the 2020 election, number one, meaning that every question will most likely be pre-screened, 
Okay, and if it's not pre-screened, then they're going to let a very select few journalists uh, be called on. I can tell you that right now. They're not going to call on OAN. They're not going to call on Fox News. Well, they might call on Fox, but they're going to call on very specific and targeted journalists because they know that he can't answer tough questions. So, like I said, it's going to be as rigged as the 2020 election, and it's going to be a fake, false farce of a press conference, if any at all, if they don't suspend it, postpone it, cancel it, whatever, okay? But that still doesn't mean that he's going to have a State of the Union address. Here we are going into April with no State of the Union address and no State of the Union address even um, scheduled. He can't do those. He might be able to come up to the American media, fake news media, and handpick a few questions to answer and answer them as quickly as he can without stumbling and mumbling and, 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 and closing his eyes and going, oh, gosh, I, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have said Joe, you shouldn't be even there where you are, let alone saying things. Call a lid, go to bed. It's better for everybody. Call a lid, go to sleep, okay? Um, but there's not going to be a State of the Union address. I, I, I continue to tell you that there's not going to be a State of the Union address. And if there is a State of the Union address, it will be pre-recorded or it will be by via Zoom or something like that. There's no way he's going to be able to stand in a room where half the people are against him, half the people are against him. Wait a minute. Everybody seems to be against him. They all want Kamala to take over. There's no way he's going to be in a room where people can shout things, where they can say boo and clap and do this. He's going to get all flustered. He isn't going to know what the heck is going on. Okay? So, or we'll see another green screen like we did the other day with that camera. And and I, I tell you what, that was the the most... That was the most fake, easy thing to spot. That wasn't even that wasn't even like they were trying to hide it anymore. You know what I mean? Like I can do better edits than that, and I'm nobody. Well, I'm a child of God, so <laughs> I guess I'm somebody. But you know what I mean. So anyway, we're supposed to see his first press conference Thursday. I can't whoo, I can't wait. I can't wait for the content that I'm about to put together based on that press conference. That ought to be fun. I bet Jen Saki. <laughs> I bet Jen Saki's gonna have a lot of circle back, circling back to do after that one. <clears throat> Somebody just says there's an active shooter in Boulder. Well, I hope that all goes well. But you notice what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Didn't I say that now Biden is 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 in the White House? You're gonna see terrorist attacks, gun attacks, school shootings, and violence. We're seeing it every week. Every single week now, we're seeing more violence, more people dying, and pretty soon you'll start seeing school shootings again. The only reason school shootings aren't happen, happening is because nobody's in school. You wait. It'll all start happening again. Mark my words. Okay, AstraZeneca. <laughs> These idiots. AstraZeneca, after being banned in 16 countries now, is trying to be approved by the uh, United States in order to uh, have AstraZeneca be here for emergency use. All right, let's break this down for a minute, shall we? First of all, Moderna and Pfizer both have a success rate of keeping you safe from the mean COVID vaccine that won't kill you anyway, uh, by about 95% or higher. All right, their, their rate is 95% or higher in keeping you safe from the big bad boogeyman of COVID-19, all right? AstraZeneca is like a 76% chance. So if we already have two vaccines that I'm not going to take, that don't work anyway because I might as well get it and live and be fine, that have a 95% or higher rate of success against the COVID, uh, the CCP virus, then why in the heck would we 
even allow somebody with a 76% rate of keeping you safe against the virus in, especially after they've been banned by 16 other countries because of mass swelling, blood clots, blotched skin, death. Meanwhile, AstraZeneca comes out and goes, there's nothing wrong with our, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with our vaccine. Our vaccine's fine. What are you talking about? It's fine. Just stick it in your neck. <laughs> See how that works out for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No thanks. Keep your blood clots. Keep your death. Keep your blotching. Keep your swelling. Keep all of that. It reminds me of those commercials. You know what I mean? AstraZeneca. You might want to consult Astra, consult your doctor before taking AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca is for this, that, and the other. But it could cause bruising, swelling, rashes, blood clotting, and possibly death. Consult your doctor before taking. Uh, no. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. They're, they're, they're begging and pleading for the United States to, to approve it for emergency use. Yeah, emergency use. It's an emergency that... I'll be going to the emergency room if I use it. That's the only emergency that'll happen. If I use the vaccine, if I get that stuck in me, I'll be going to the emergency room. You can bet that. Oh, man. Tested on stretch face, Diane says. <laughs> Good one. Good one. All right. Well, here's, we're going to move on from AstraZeneca, but you might want to just want to keep your eyes open on that one. All right. The United Methodist Church, first of all, if you're a Methodist and you're watching this, I'm sorry for what you're about to hear. Don't take it personal because it's the United Methodist Church as an organization that decided to do this. I am going to admit that I do not know much about the Methodist Church. I do not know much about this uh, denomination at all, okay? But, mm, here we go. The, Method the United Methodist Church, umc.org, put out hateful propaganda demonizing all Trump supporters, putting anybody who supports Trump under an umbrella, saying that we are racist and that we are a group of hateful insurrectionists for what we did on January 6th, and that we are, every time you see us, you'll see us holding Confederate flags and Nazi insignia. Whoa, 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 back up the judgment truck, will you? United Methodist Church, back up the holier-than-thou, completely wrong, factual fake news truck, shall we? United Methodist Church, first of all, I've never held a Confederate flag in my life, and it has nothing to do with racism at that. That's number one. So educate yourself a little bit about the Confederacy before you go shooting off the mouth of something you have no idea what you're talking about. Number two, I've never held Nazi insignia in my entire life. As a matter of fact, the closest thing I ever got to holding Nazi insignia was probably Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened, when I was holding it in Walmart and videotaping myself hiding it behind President Trump's book. As a matter of fact, maybe the only other time that I was close to holding Nazi insignia when I was, when I was holding the HR1 the bill in my hand trying to go through it that came from Nancy Stretchface Armstrong and Chuckles Schumer, okay? That's about the closest thing I've ever had in my hands to Nazi insignia. You have no idea what you're talking about. That was about the stupidest statement that anybody could ever make on planet Earth. And why is the United Methodist Church coming out demonizing Trump supporters anyway? I wonder, how much were you paid by the left to do that? Hmm? 
car. We don't want all Christians clinging to their guns and Bibles now, do we? I wonder how much the left paid the United Methodist Church to come out and say that pure insanity of a statement. What a stupid statement to make. United Methodist Church, I think you're going to have some trouble on your hands. And I think those, those out there that are Methodist might have something to say to you or about you. Again, I don't know anything about Methodists. I don't know anything about their church. I don't know anything about any of it. But I can tell you what, that was stupid. <laughs> I'm running out of dumb, dumb awards. Oh, there's no way. There's no way that they made that statement on their own. Mm-mm. No way. Okay. Um, at this time, what we're going to do and what I'm going to start doing for all small to medium American businesses. And this is the only one I have a commercial for, uh, commercial for so far. So it's patriotfoods.com. We're going to take a minute to, uh, to just see patriotfoods.com, see what they do, and maybe it will encourage you to buy all your produce from patriotfoods.com rather than from overseas getting some beef from Japan or something. I don't know. So here we go. A quick message from patriotfoods.com, ladies and gentlemen. The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. Patriotfoods.com. Make sure you check them out. See if there's any way that you can get involved. See if there's any way you can, um, you know, support farmers. And again, anything that you buy on my store from now until the end of the year, 10% of every month, uh, of the proceeds for every month are going to go to a family farm. And we together are going to pick that family farm that's struggling, that's in need. Um, and we're going to do it by putting a bunch of names in a hat and picking them randomly every month. Okay? That's my that's one of many of my pledges to you uh, to give back. I think it's very important. And I think we need to uh, we need to continue to help and give back to people, especially our farmers, because they've been decimated. They've been absolutely decimated okay so again go to jeremyharrell.com get anything on the store 10 percent is going to go to uh to a family farm every month from now to the end of the year and by the way if you guys get something from the store that's messed up like if they printed something wrong or something just let me know we'll get you a refund or we'll get a new order outright to you you know they're a small company they're working with us and uh, we're growing together so just you know be patient um they're taking about two weeks to print and get things out the door right now. So just be patient in getting your items. Uh, we'll make it better as we go and as they grow. But they're all about Trump. They're all about conservatism. And they're never going to do what Teespring did to us. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, I will stick with them. Okay? Um, now I'm going to show you something really alarming. Are you ready for this? We are going to break down the coronavirus and the how deadly is the coronavirus? How deadly is the coronavirus in our society? And how deadly is the coronavirus or the CCP virus? How deadly is it 
compared to other diseases and sicknesses that we've had in the past and that we have now. Wait till you see this, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to blow your mind. So I have about three different graphs to show you. And as we go through it, it's going to blow your mind. I, uh, I ask you to turn your phone sideways so you get a bigger picture. Or if you're on your computer, you should be set. Okay? Here we go. So as you can see on the top of this page right here, the first one is the Black Death. Okay? And that affected 51% of the population and had a death toll of about 200 million. And as you can see in, in the colored bar here, it was basically half the world. Okay, pretty scary, right? Then we go down to the plague of Justinian. And this wasn't so bad, but it still killed a large majority of the world. Then you go to smallpox. Smallpox is third here. As you can see, it's even less, but affected 12.1% um, or roughly 56 million people in the world. You move down to the Antonian plague. The Antonian plague affected about... 2.6% of the population, all right, global population, um, which is about 5 million people. The Spanish flu, 2.5%, or about um, 45 million people in, the, in the, uh, the world at that time. And as you can see, the reason why it's so much more is because the Antonian Plague was, you know, way back in the year 200, and then you skip to 1919, the world is obviously more populated. But wait, there's more. The Third Plague. Which affected, which killed about one point or one percent of the population. HIV and AIDS, 0.7 percent, and way down here is COVID-19 at about 0.03 percent. Oh, but wait, there's a lot more. Are you ready? This is stuff the CDC will not show you. History of pandemics. All right. Now, as you can see here, there's a timeline over here where my cursor is are the years, all right? In the middle is representing what, pan, what uh, sickness there was, and it's represented by how big it was, by how many people it affected. And over here on the left is telling you what that plague or that sickness was, all right? Okay, here we go. And by the way, if you're wondering where this came from, this is on the Gateway Pundit. And it's, um, I will tell you where it's getting all all the information from at the bottom as we go through this. But as we go through this timeline, as you can see here, right here where my cursor is, this really big one here, this was Japanese smallpox. That affected a lot of people. See how big it is? Then we go down here, this was smallpox. All right, this happened in about the year 1400, 1450, but you can see it's a big orange representation of how many people it affected. All right, as we move down, we see, oh, 17th century great plagues. That's pretty big. It's a pretty big representation right there. And then we got the 18th century Great Plagues. And then we move down here to cholera, right? Cholera was a big one. And then we move over here to um, Spanish flu. Look how big the Spanish flu is. This represents how many people were affected. Pretty big, right? This big green area here. All right? Then we have the Russian flu over here. Now we move over here to HIV and AIDS. Look at that, 1981 to now. This is how many people have been affected by the AIDS virus. Look at that. Big and red. And, and Oh, let me scroll so you can see here. There we go. Big and red. See where my cursor is here? Then we have the Asian flu right here. Hong Kong flu. But then let's scroll down some more. Look at this. This is the swine flu right here. This was Barack Obama days. 
This was Barack Obama and you and and resident Biden's days right here. This I mean compared to HIV it's it's tiny, right? All right. But let's scroll down a little bit farther here. Here is MERS and Ebola. But right down here at the very bottom is the novel coronavirus. Look how tiny it is, ladies and gentlemen. Look how tiny that is. Just a little tiny speck compared to AIDS, compared to even the Asian and the Hong Kong flu, compared to the Spanish flu. It's this little. Look at that little tiny coronavirus down there, huh? Isn't that scary? Mmm. Ch uh, Chanda Millard says Krispy Kreme donuts are worse for you than your stupid virus. <laughs> oh, okay. And now let's go down and see even more graphs, all right? Here's the bubonic plague. Big old black death. Look at that big old thing right there, right? Representing so much death. Then we got smallpox, Spanish flu, plague of the Justinian, HIV and AIDS, the third plague. Oh, what's happening here? We're not live no more? What happened here? Hold on. I don't think we're live anymore. I don't think we're live anymore. Chat is disabled for this live stream. Huh. Wonder why. Okay. Then, I wonder if we're still live at all. Nope. They killed the live feed, didn't they? Wow. Well, let's see. Let's try to go back here. Let's try to go back and see if they killed the